Central to God's story is a growing people that God creates from sinful humanity. This is the focus for today. And our discipline is for us to see the promise in creation of the saint across the scope, the scope of Scripture that God has already told um, that he would have a people to start training our eye to see that the, the redemptive work as declared in the Bible is about the finding and uh, creating of those people. Uh, we'll look at Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 first. God says, The Lord has said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So we see that God has chosen Abraham as the forefather uh, of a great nation that God will make and use to bless all the people groups of the earth. That's the first thing is that he's already extended, extended this prophecy of what he's going to do. And if you look with me at Genesis chapter 15, verses 5 through 7, God adds to it. He says in verse 5, He took Abraham outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to, you, to give you this land to take possession of it. So next we see that um, Abraham's descendants will be so many to count that, God, and, uh, that you, the number is going to be enormous and that also God is going to give them a place to be, a place to live. So we see the unfurling of this promise. And finally in chapter 17, verses uh, 1 through 8, God then says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the Lord God Almighty, or I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make, your, I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants. The whole land of, the Can of Canaan, where you are now an alien, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. So finally we see that God then says that he will make Abraham overwhelmingly fruitful and then give him a place to live. So as this builds up and gets sharper and clearer, God continues. It sounds a little redundant, but God's making it clear from the beginning that his redemptive purposes include a people and a location. If we turn to Genesis chapter 21, we see the fulfillment of this promise begin to take shape. Verses 1 through 7. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. 
at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave him the name Isaac to the, to the son born to him, Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. So at this point, we see God gives Abraham a son named Isaac against logic, biology, and terrible odds. God promised and it came to pass. Isaac, the name itself means he laughs. This begins God's millennial-long delivery of his promise over time, a people and a place. So our question first is, God promises early on that he will create a people with Abraham as the forefather. This is not an afterthought, but it is central in the story of the Bible. While all people are made by God, what does it mean to be part of this family of Abraham? We turn now to the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 7. And this is the experience of St. John when he was taken up into the glory of heaven. Chapter 7, verses 9 through 10. After this, I looked, and there before me was a, was a great multitude that no one could count. Sound familiar? From every nation tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The redeemed humanity will come from every ethnicity. In John chapter 10, verse 16, Jesus says, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The Father is creating one flock with one Lord from all the people groups. So our next question is, as God has reserved for himself many who are ethnically Jewish, he has done the same with every diversity and people group. What are your thoughts on God redeeming sinners from every single tribe, language, people, and people group? We next turn to Psalm 33, verses 10 through 19. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever the purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on the earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who consider everything, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We 
see that God is creating a new nation through Jesus Christ. Verse 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. This is referring to the church. It's referring to the people, that God is creating a new people, a new nation, a new song, a new culture all around Jesus Christ. It's a collection of people from every race. As 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Our final question, the people of God that the Bible predicts is called the church. We are God's new creation bought by the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. We are not an organization or an institution. We are made by Jesus and for Jesus, redeemed from all walks of life. Take a moment and discuss the honor and privilege of being counted among the saints.